You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to another Astros podcast. And greetings from Spectrum Field in Clearwater, Florida, where today the Houston Astros take on the Philadelphia Phillies in Grapefruit League action. Yesterday, the Astros won both of their split squad games, both against the Cardinals, winning 5-0 in West Palm Beach and 11-2 up in Jupiter as Forrest Whitley threw four scoreless innings, striking out four in the game in West Palm Beach, and Abraham Toro with a grand slam in the game in Jupiter. Astros are now 11-10-2 in Grapefruit League play. Time for today's pitching matchup brought to you by Houston Methodist, official health care provider for the Houston Astros, Houston Methodist leading medicine. Once again, joined by Michael Coffin, the radio voice for the AA Corpus Christi Hooks, and the Astros with Brad Peacock on the mound. Robert Valdez is going to start tomorrow. Big day these next two days for those two starters. Decisions we made for that number five spot in the rotation. Peacock really has looked great this spring. He uh, last appeared on Monday against the Mets with uh, three scoreless innings, looking to build off that here this afternoon. And meanwhile, Aaron Nola getting the ball for the Philadelphia Phillies. He's their ace. He is. He's their opening day starter, so it'll be a great matchup for Nola, who's making his third start of the spring. Keys to the game brought to you by Honda. Visit your local Greater Houston Honda dealers for great deals on all models. Official sponsor of the Houston Astros. Well, the Astros with Brad Peacock on the mound today. Framber Valdez getting a start tomorrow. Probably a bigger for Valdez than for Peacock, but you know, obviously Brad Peacock still wants to show that, that he, he knows he's going to be on the team, but wants to show that he belongs in this rotation to no, start. No doubt. We, we talked to A.J. Hinch, and uh, A.J. says that Brad Peacock is going to get high leverage situations, high leverage innings uh, at bats, regardless of whether or not he's in that number five spot in the rotation or out of the bullpen. And as you said earlier, decisions are going to be made here early next week because this is time where guys want to find out their roles and uh, Peacock needs to be ready to go back-to-back days out of the bullpen or stretched out for that number five spot. Up next, we'll hear from Nick Tanalu, but now this from your local station. What's even easier than hitting a home run into the Crawford boxes? Deep to left field, and you can kiss that goodbye into the Landry's Crawford boxes. How about cracking open a delicious Crawford box? Carbox Crawford Bach pairs perfectly with peanuts, stadium dogs, and a good seventh inning stretch. Plus, a portion of the proceeds from each beer goes to the Astros Foundation to support community initiatives. So root, root, root for the Astros with a cold Crawford Bach this season. Welcome back to Astro Launch. We're joined by Nick Tantalou. Uh Nick, first of all, congrats on a, a great spring so far. Just in general, how you feeling, man? I'm feeling good. You know, I'm just trying to take it day by day and trying to soak up things from the coaching staff and some of the veteran guys around and, you know, each and every day just trying to get better, find a way to get better. When you uh, were told that you were going to be a, an invite to big league camp, what were some of the objectives that, that you wanted to accomplish? Uh, you know, when I found out I wanted to, I wanted to definitely this whole offseason, I wanted to come in a little bit smaller, you know, just take care of my body this offseason and continue to take care of it. You know, I think last year I came in at a little bit heavier weight, and then I kind of let myself go at times, you know, just splurging and stuff, thinking, you know, I'm in big league camp, you know, I can use this money right here to go get a nice dinner and stuff like that. I'm but, with you, man. But, you know, I think this spring training, it's like, you know, I just got to keep be level-headed, you know, uh, uh, take care of my diet on and off the field still, and um, just, uh, you know, get in here and soak it up, really. Well, outside of the experience, obviously, you know, uh, you know, a tremendous experience for you being able to mix and mingle with some of these guys. Who have you really enjoyed talking to on the big league side uh, to kind of expand upon what you like to do at the plate? Uh, you know, 
I think it starts every morning, like when when we're in the cages, you know, hitting with some of the hitting guys. Um, but you know, just picking people's minds. I think you know, gotta start with the infielders. You know, Breggy coming off a crazy year like he did, and just watching him and talking to him about a few things. Correa, Altuve. You know, we had a big conversation yesterday about just breathing. So you know that kind of stuff. It, it it doesn't you know you don't think too much of it, but you know hearing that from them and like maybe thinking about how they do stuff, it, it helps you in the long run too. Because if you ever get in that point in that situation, you know you kind of prepare for it. Coming off the injury you began last year in, in Corpus Christi, got to work with uh, Troy Snitker, uh, who's now a co-hitting coach here with the Astros. H- how much of a benefit is that for you to have that familiarity with Troy to be able to execute here in spring training? Oh, definitely. You know, uh, seeing Troy here, just a familiar face, first off. And then second off, you know, a guy that likes to get down and get to work. And, you know, he has a great group of guys around him as well, hitting staff. So it's always somebody in the cage that, you know, knows what they're doing and, or just knows what you're doing, knows your body and knows what some things you need to work on specifically. So it's good to get there and, you know, get after and attack some things. Chatting with Astros infielder Nick Tantalou. Uh Speaking defensively, one thing the organization really values is versatility moving around the diamond. What are some of the things that, that kind of you're working on to, to make that a part of your game? Yeah, definitely. You know, I think, you know, losing weight this offseason, trying to move lateral more, I think that uh, it helps, you know, just any position you can be on the field is a better chance of being on the field. So as many as you can play, the better. And, you know, this uh, spring, Try to move me around a little bit, third and second, you know, hopefully some at first every once in a while. But, um, you know, it's just finding a way to get on the field, finding a way to help the team win. That's the ultimate goal, right? It's just helping the team win any way you can. So any way that's possible, you just try for it. We're kind of getting down the stretch run in spring training. What are some of the check marks that you want to mark off before uh, 2019 officially opens up? Uh, just being healthy, you know, staying healthy, staying in the weight room, you know, make sure my body's right, and, um, you know, just continue to work hard in the cages, on the field, um, and just uh, getting my, my reps in before the, the season comes, so when the season comes, you can just hit the ground running. Astros infielder Nick Tantalou. Nick, uh, congratulations on a great tr- spring thus far. Stay healthy and look forward to chatting with you down the road. I appreciate it. Thanks so much. Springer batting 214 with a home run and six runs batted in. Playing for a second straight day, DH yesterday and got a couple of hits. First pitch. That fastball is on the inside corner for strike one. And A.J. Hinch is giving it to Angel Hernandez because Forrest Whitley didn't get a pitch on that same corner. Uh And Angel Hernandez has just ejected A.J. Hinch from this game. You could see that one coming. First pitch was called a strike to Springer on the inside corner. Whitley did not get a similar pitch in Osuna's at bat in the bottom of the first, in the top half of the first inning. And A.J. Hinch wanted to let Angel Hernandez know what he thought about his strike zone so far and the discrepancies that he has seen. So A.J. continuing the discussion. To my knowledge, this is the first time A.J. Hinch has been ejected from a spring training game. He doesn't get ejected much in the regular season either. A.J. normally a calm, uh, collected guy, but this is, you know, I I tend to agree with him. I mean, we don't have the best view here right behind old plate, a little off to the right-handed batter's box, but clearly uh, the pitch called for a strike on the outside corner uh, for De Leon. Ponce De Leon was not given to Forrest Whitley in the top half of the first inning. So the discussion still continuing. C.B. Bucknor has walked down from first base to try and defuse the situation. And now A.J. will talk with, with C.B. Buckner. The other umpires, Shane Limbensparger and Mike Estabrook. 
as the discussion continues for A.J. Hinch, and talking mostly to, or at least looking in C.B. Buckner's direction while he talks to him, but still having things to say to Angel Hernandez. And now the discussion still continuing here. And I think it's to the point now where <laughs> Angel Hernandez just clapped his hands and was to say, hey, let's go. And A.J. Hinch just mocked him by doing the exact same thing. And, you know, obviously these games matter for guys like Forrest Whitley who are trying to get ready for the spring. True, they don't count. But a guy like Whitley, he needs to get up and down a few times. Yeah. And obviously you're prescribed by a larger pitch count. And that is what A.J. is so upset about. And now A.J. is right in the face of Angel Hernandez. Joe Espada, or rather uh, Alex Centrone now, getting in between and trying to keep A.J. Hinch away from wow. Angel Hernandez. This is as animated as I've ever seen A.J. Hinch get at an umpire. George Springer's out there as well. A.J. is furious and was trying to get at Angel Hernandez, C.B. Bucknor, Alex Centrone, and then George Springer helping to get A.J. Hinch out of there. And now A.J.'s walking down the left field line and headed to the Astros clubhouse. And it looked like the situation had been diffused and A.J. was heading back to the dugout after a long discussion. And now A.J. Hinch, he's going to continue a discussion with the third base umpire. I believe that's Mike Estabrook over at third base. Yeah, this is as upset as I've ever seen A.J. Hinch wow. get at an umpire. And I have to think that's the argument for, for A.J. Hinch there is you're taking away innings from my guy. Yeah, exactly. And so... Angel Hernandez and the rest of the umpire crew will hold the game until AJ makes it down toward the into the Astros clubhouse area or off the field anyway. The Astros clubhouse located down the left field line. And so the situation looked like it had been more or less diffused and AJ Hinch was about to head off and then I don't know if something else was said by Angel Hernandez or what have you, but then all of a sudden AJ Hinch was absolutely furious and trying to get at Angel Hernandez and had to be held back to prevent that from happening. All right, it's an 0-1 count to Springer. Ponce de Leon delivers, and it's low for a ball. A.J. Stalish is always tipping his cap to Ozuna before he uh, left the field in left field. Just saying hello. Three infielders on the left side. Throws with a 4-0 lead over the Cardinals, bottom of the eighth inning. Some changes for St. Louis as Jonathan Mises is now in right field for the Cardinals. And also a new pitcher for St. Louis. This is the left-hander, Tyler Webb. He replaces Jason Shreve, who gave up a run over his two innings of work. Pleased to be joined now by Allison Footer, Astros beat writer for MLB.com the, the last few days. And, uh, of course, has been around the Astros for, for quite some time now. And, uh, well, a bit unusual going down to the clubhouse during the game and seeing the manager. But that's what happened. A.J. Hinch ejected in the bottom of the first inning. Yeah, just another boring ho-hum day here <laughs> at spring training, Robert. But, uh, yeah, so A.J. was ejected in the first inning. And, of course, we're not going to be able to talk to him about that until after the game. But we did walk by his office, and he gave us a hearty hello and a big grin and a wave. And I think he's going to live through this, so I think he's going to make it. <laughs> Derek Fisher bounces one foul behind home. Was he, uh, did he have his feet up? Was he wearing a smoking jacket? <laughs> was 
were, were, were there meats and cheeses nearby? I mean, to be honest with you, Robert, I half expected him to have gotten in his car and driven to Jupiter to manage the other Astros <laughs> game today. So hey, he wasn't ejected from that game. Yeah, right I, I alerted my colleague over at the Cardinals and I said I would not put it past him. So just keep an eye on the dugout. But no, he is in his office and uh, no, he didn't have his feet propped up. I'm sure that he's probably just preparing, you know, something for tomorrow. He's always thinking he's always got something going on. But um, to be honest, we didn't. Uh, there was a, a change in the umpire rotation. And so I wasn't exactly clear who this was happening with. Um, and then I went, oh, Angel Hernandez. So, uh, yeah, things uh, kind of came together after that. He's, Angel's got a, a <laughs> bit of a reputation. It's two and one now to, to Derek Fisher as we talk with Allison Footer of MLB.com. An interesting strike zone as well, we'll call it. Yes. Anyway, go on, Robert. <laughs> two one to Fisher. That's at the knees for a strike. And, AJ's ejection, I mean, obviously it was the pitch to Springer that was called a strike, but it really stemmed from the top of the first. Whitley had a pitch to Marcelo Zuna that looked like it was a strike on the inside corner. It was called a ball, and that led to, to part of that as this is lined in the right by Fisher. That gets down for a base hit. Mises over to cut it off. Fisher trying for two, and Fisher will make it just ahead of the relay throw. Fisher showing off his speed as Mises had to go all the way to the warning track to retrieve that baseball. And Fisher at second with a leadoff double, his third hit tonight. So even despite that for Forrest Whitley, uh, he was able to have a, a pretty good outing for hitless innings. What would it Forrest have to say? Yeah, so, um, you know, he was glad to be back. He said the side is obviously nicer than the minor league side. <laughs> yeah. uh, we asked him about a slider, and he said, I don't use the word slider. I don't know if you've ever heard this from him before. He thinks it's a bad word. He uses up cutter and down cutter, and he said he threw a good down cutter to O'Neill for the last strikeout. So I okay. really am not sure exactly what that means. Yeah, that's the first I've, I've heard of that. He uh, he is brimming with confidence, and that's always good to see from Mr. Forrest Whitley because while we may not see a lot of him moving forward this spring, we're going to see a lot of him in Houston, Texas, I think, moving forward in the future, if not this season, soon after that. But uh, he's got a bright future. It's fun to watch him pitch. Breaking ball strike to Joshua Rojas batting for the second time tonight and pops this one up foul behind home. Did... You get a chance, I, I don't know, was Altuve down there while you guys were, were down there after uh, playing in his first game since the sixth? Yes, so that was a good sign that uh, that he played today, that he stayed in for five innings, and that he was uh, delayed talking to us because he was in the weight room working out. So right. it seems like everything is very normal with Jose. He said he felt fine. Uh, he felt good. The swing felt good. The side, you know, the sore side that's been that's kept him out for a while, everything, all systems seem to be go. Rojas hits this well deep to right center field on his horse is Hurst and that will one hop off the wall. Fisher around third he will score as Rojas in the second with an RBI double and it is five to nothing Astros. Robert have you ever noticed that every time I come in the booth to talk to you guys something good happens to the Astros? I mean that could have been a woo from you there on that drive by, by Rojas. That was pretty impressive. I saved the woos for the home runs. <laughs> now it's Chucky Robinson batting. Uh, so before the game, uh, A.J. Hinch told us that the only thing that he said to Altuve about what he wants to see him do for the rest of the spring is really just work on his turns at second base, uh -huh. uh, more just refining everything defensively, and um, and he's not worried about, you know, the, the missed time, uh, right. you know, at bats. I mean, uh, it's, it's Jose Altuve we're talking about here, so I think he's going to bounce back pretty quickly. And Altuve with a, a base hit tonight also drew a walk over three plate appearances. Definitely good to see Altuve get back out there. 
yeah, the band's coming back together, Robert. Everybody, you know, you knock on wood. I mean, you don't want to say too much too soon, but uh, things are looking very good for the Astros health-wise right now. Swing and a miss by Robinson, nothing in one. And, and big days coming up the next two days, tomorrow in Clearwater against the Phillies Sunday, uh, Lake Buena Vista against the Braves, Brad Peacock, Framber Valdez, respectively, the two guys battling for that fifth spot in the rotation are starting those those games. I sense that we will um, we will hear a verdict soon after that in terms of the, AJ said he did not want to go down to the last couple days and that right. he wants to get this thing decided before they before long before they leave here actually. And I think it's safe to say it's probably a, a bigger outing for Valdez than than for Peacock because Peacock knows he's on the team whether it's in the bullpen or in the rotations. This is driven out on a right center field. That'll get down for a base hit for Robinson stumbling at third and stopping there is Rojas. As Robinson is aboard with a single, and their runners at the corners of the first three have gotten hits off Tyler Webb. I can't really imagine that Brad Peacock would not receive that fifth starter job. I mean, the fact that he's done it uh, really well in the past, and he's done it often, um, he has the he has the history and the success, and he hasn't given up any earned runs this spring. He's given up right. two unearned runs, so he's pitched he's outpitched Valdez. If we're just going by spring training performances, which does not tell the whole story, but Brad Peacock has not done anything to diminish his chances since spring training started, so why would we think he's not going to be the fifth starter now? It would seem the only way Brad Peacock isn't the fifth starter at this point is if the Astros just decide he's more valuable out of the pen right now. First pitch to the pinch hitter, Alfredo Angarita misses inside for a ball. Call up from minor league camp, batting from the left side. Uh, but but would you would you say that's safe to say? I mean that that seems to be the only way Peacock would win the fifth starter job at this point. Yeah, but I think that you have to be a, a little bit concerned maybe about Colin McHugh's outing yesterday. I mean we, you know we we spend so much time talking about Verlander and Cole. We have to pay attention to what's going on beyond that. And yeah. uh, they may need, you know, more of an anchor than anything in Brad Peacock. I don't think you can have more than one uncertainty in your rotation going into the season. 1-1 one, one is hit foul back into the screen. The, the McHugh thing is interesting, but I do, the one thing I keep in mind is the fact that he's a little behind the other starting pitchers because he missed a start with the, with the lower back soreness. Uh, but it certainly would seem like McHugh's next outing becomes all of a sudden more more important the one two is hit foul back into the screen like it's, I don't I would say make or break but certainly you're, you're, it's going to get a little bit more tension than than you would think otherwise well they need to get him stretched out and that's basically what AJ yeah. said yesterday was we have to get him to stay in the game longer even if it's doing something on the minor league side but the fact that he did have a sore back and he's also he didn't start last season right. I mean we're talking about needing to build up a lot and maybe that is not he does he hasn't had enough time for that but he's being thrown back in the fire we just all say oh look he won 19 games as a starter right um, but this might take a little bit more time and that's you know even more reason to have a guy like Brad Peacock in your rotation just can't take for granted that McHugh will just seamlessly slide in, into the rotation after pitching out of the bullpen last year and don't forget too, McHugh was hurt for half of 2017 as well good point throw over to first base and Robinson is back standing I mean I wouldn't bet against McHugh but these are definitely things that 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 are worth keeping in mind well you guys had brought up yesterday about maybe his velocity being down a little bit and uh, you know I asked AJ about that he didn't seem to be alarmed I don't think that anybody overreacts to anything during spring training um, you know when that light goes on on opening day and opening week it is a totally different 
world. Um, it's just the intensity level, the adrenaline level, everything is just ramped up. Right. It gets so tricky to me for veteran pitchers to worry too much about velocity in spring training because, I mean, you just, you know, guys are, are you know, they're maybe saving something and, you know, want, don't want to overexert early to two misses high. It's, it's a full count. So, but, yeah, I mean, obviously – it gets more attention. I mean, Verlander has had starts this spring where we saw a lot of 92, 93 on the fastball, but he was getting out, so you don't you don't worry about it. But then when you see the velocity down and the performance not great for McHugh, then that's all of a sudden when people start to, to really pay attention to it. Yeah, I mean, there was really no, like, tying a pretty bow on it yesterday either. Um, you know, I mean, Colin was pretty upfront about the fact that it just didn't go well. Yeah. Alfredo Angarita swings through a fastball and strikes out for the first out of the inning. That'll bring up J.J. Matajevic for the second time tonight, 0 for 2. We have a lot of time to chat, Robert. We do. There's only one out. <laughs> what, else should we, what else should we talk well, about? Well, I did want to, you know, and I, this crossed my mind when I, you know, I knew you were coming on today. and You've been around the Astros for, for quite some time and around baseball for quite some time. And you know, we'll get a, a mound meeting, which will give us even more time with the catcher Kisner going out there. But, uh we see AJ getting ejected tonight. Right. Uh, That's fun. It, we don't see that very often in spring training. <laughs> no, definitely not. Uh, can you remember the last time you saw a spring training ejection for player, manager, anyone? I don't recall ever seeing one. I'm sure one has happened. Ground ball by Matajevic hit right back to the pitcher, throws a second for one on the first, double play, and the inning is over. So I much for all it. the time we had. Boo. Nice job, Alice. It was fun. But, hey, good seeing you. Nice seeing you, too. <laughs> all right. Astros pick up another run, and through eight innings, Astros five, Cardinals nothing. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team. 